Okay, we're looking at a 1929 Farmall Regular, it was called. These, uh, this is a gas engine and uh, water-cooled radiator, of course. These uh, gas tractors replaced the steam engines, which uh, were uh, pretty hard to operate for a lot of people. This one was, was simple to operate. Sometimes they didn't want to start real regular, but, <laughs> but uh, or easily. But anyhow, these uh, implements could be attached to these early ones. These brackets up here, they could have cultivators for cultivating the corn and the potato rows or whatever there. This is unusual one in that the brake pedals, as they steered this arm here, these cables were adjusted right. The way you were steering, it would tighten up this cable so it would tighten up the brake on this side or the other side, depending on which way you steered. So it was kind of like power steering in a way. If, on a tractor, if you, the way you're steering you, on the inside wheel, if you step on the brakes, it makes an easier turn for you. This is basically the same, same model tractor, but it was uh, fitted with rubber tires, uh, which came in, uh, oh, basically the 30s. Uh, during, the, during the war, World War II, for, because of the rubber uh, need for, uh, for military vehicles and life rafts and gas masks and so forth, uh, a lot of farmers uh, had the option of, of using steel again. They were a lot rougher, but to support the war effort, they would go to steel instead of buying rubber tires. So this one is unrestored. Both of these ran. I, 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 I ran them in the building here. This one is attached to a fairly rare combine, uh, uh, also a farmall combine. McCormick, Deering, and Farmall were basically the same company. This one is real nice condition. We did repaint it and did any uh, work that we want. The, uh, the crank here, I'm not, uh, I'm not up to cranking it over today. I think it probably even have it in gear, which you, which would be uh, trying to move the whole tractor. We'll see. No, I guess it's not in gear, so. So you can see how much work it takes to turn, crank them over. So a younger, younger farmer would do better than me. So, uh, so we're looking at maybe 15, uh, 35. I'm not exactly sure of the numbers. Horsepower on the uh, bell was direct from the engine. It had the more horsepower. But on the drawbar, which pulled the plows or other equipment, it had less horsepower because it had all that gearing that caused the loss of power, the friction and so forth. So, uh, we won't see steam come from it, uh, smoke come out of the stack because of running on
steam tractor had more power than, than these, of course, this size anyhow, and uh, that tractor uh, that we had running uh, would probably pull about a six, eight bottom plow. So that's pretty wide swath to go around the field and, and turning the soil over. And that helped open up the prairies. And of course, uh, just, just straight plowing and disking and so forth, uh, that, that also caused a dilemma when the windstorms came up and the dust bowls and uh, there was nothing to hold the soil down. So actually I've seen pictures of the sandstorms uh, across the prairies where there were drifts of sand almost to the eaves of a house, uh, just like a snow drift. Uh, so now a lot of the farmers have gone to minimum uh, tillage where, where after they combine a field, they may just go through with a cultivator. You still see straw about a foot off the ground or so standing there holding holding the soil in if they have a, a windstorm, and, but they can still plant through that straw. You know, being a farmer is a hard lot, a lot of hard work. You're, you're so dependent on good weather water, a lot of dryland farms over in eastern Montana where it's more flatland and, and not as much irrigation. Thanks for watching. Please like and subscribe to the Miracle of America Museum.